the good, the bad, and the fugly part two, pretty but awful. Today on Proceed to Cancel. Everybody, welcome to Press B to Cancel. This is Guy Prime. Joined today with Werewolf, Sick Jake, and Pulse 109. Everybody, how are we doing? Please say hi. 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 Hey, how's it going? Wonderful. Thank you. I mean, I asked for you guys to do something, and you did it. That was perfect. Can I have my treats now? Yes, they're in the mail. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I love how quiet but serious you were. Okay, thanks. Uh, okay, so that's gonna be a joke about saying say hot jump, sauce. I say. I like how it was just say jump. I say hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we're continuing a discussion we had a few weeks back. Uh, the prior episode was games that are ugly but so much fun to play. Today's the other side of that coin. Today we're going to be discussing Kardashian games, which are games that are beautiful to look at, but don't have really very many other redeeming qualities. And I'm not throwing shade at any famous family. I'm just telling you guys what other people call them. I think previously we had said they were going to be called Travoltas. That one apparently did not trend on the internet. And you're worried about lawsuits. I know. Let's go ahead and take out the Kardashian comment. Today we're talking about games that are beautiful, but otherwise have no other redeeming qualities. So uh, for the sake of time, start off for, uh, with the 8-bit video game platforms, the NES. And uh, let's go with you, Sick Jake. Let's talk about a game for the NES that is gorgeous, at least for the time, but an otherwise truly awful game. Let's hear about it. So I, I had to dig up my list from last episode, and I'm trying to figure out why I picked Who Framed Roger Rabbit for the NES. Because it's a bad game, so it covers the last half of the criteria. <laughs> but is it a pretty well, game? For the NES, it actually looked pretty good, especially the further you get into it. There's a there's a fair amount of detail in a lot of the locations. It's it gets pretty bright and colorful, even for an NES game as you go into the Teen Town segment. Later. I want I want to hear why he calls it hot garbage. <laughs> so, so this is the clearly Wolf's pick for a bit. <laughs> Although you like the game though. <laughs> No, you're right. I, I actually do, and we'll get into that. Yeah, but. so like you're right. The the backgrounds are large. It's not the usual repetitive tile style of most NES games. Like the backgrounds are very large and colorful, and the, the sprites themselves are very tall. They're very big. They're animated well, uh, and like you mentioned there's later in the game, quite the diversity in them too. Yeah, there's quite a bit of different NPC styles and characters, and then halfway through the game, you go from Normalville to Toontown. And it's all brand new art assets, like for the most part. So yeah, it's definitely a, a well done graphically. Music and other presentation is is fine. Just it looks good, especially for the NES. But I find the gameplay terrible. It's like a like a hunt and gather type of game where you're trying to find. I think it's where you're trying to find pieces to the will, and you don't know where the hell they are, and you're going from building to building trying to find them. Every so often you get waylaid by the fucking weasels and they just ruin your day. And just the gameplay is just 
No help whatsoever. I know. I think there's a hint system in the game. It's okay. Yes, it's hot garbage. Yes, it is hot garbage. Yes. I was gonna save that for later, but it's true. This one, this game is terrible, but it actually does look really nice. (laughs) But Wolf, I think you like this one. I do, but partly I think that's one. uh, That's to do with some nostalgia on my part. It's a game I had as a kid, and it's a game I tried over and over to actually beat, and. It's it's one I put a lot of time into and actually got pretty far. Uh, you were saying earlier before the podcast that you beat this game with the Game Genie as a kid. Um, this is one of those games that I never tried to beat with the Game Genie. Instead, I actually tried over and over to beat it legitimately and still to this day never have, I don't think. Your but, inflection uh, saying Game Genie's throwing me off so bad. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but sure. <laughs> I always say Game Genie. Game Genie. But you're, yeah. But he's saying Game Genie. Game Genie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like it's the sure. last name. All right, Mister Game Genie. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels wrong. It just feels wrong. <laughs> but I mean, I used to, I used to find ways to to make use of exploits within the game that I discovered myself to try and further the gameplay, and I did come up with a lot of ways to like get through the game real quick and actually get to that fight with judge doom. Okay. Never could figure out how to beat him after you actually knock him on his ass, which takes forever. Yeah. It's almost impossible. And that's one of the reasons why you're going to be using the game genie is by the time you get there and you do is just die on the final boss fight. It was really frustrating. So the game genie, I think basically makes you invincible. I think is what the code was. And then it makes the fight a breeze, but it just, I don't know, man. It looks great. I love I love the fact that it's a boss encounter and the dip from the from the hook there that you attach and it's well presented, but I just don't like the gameplay at all. It, it to me the game got and this is trying to set aside my bias. I think the game got a few things right, but it got a lot more wrong. And so I kind of attach to those few things that it got right and I have fun with that every time I play it, but I can see why people are just like, oh God, get it over, get it out of here. What uh, do we know? What year that game came out? Eighty-seven. I want to say eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Okay, so it was kind of in the middle of the the life of the NES. Interestingly, it was made by Rare, published by LGN. So GP, you should uh. like it automatically. And it was eighty. <laughs> it was nineteen eighty-nine. Oh, okay. I mean, late game NES game, that probably explains the graphics being a notch above because late, late game NES was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one thing with this category I was trying to think of is I want a good looking game, but not one that's just good looking because it was at the end of the, the era. But uh, Paul, what do you think about um, Sick Jake's choice? I think anything that Sick Jake calls hot garbage is amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we never disagree. No, I, I can't remember it. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. Like, I just can't. I remember playing the game as a kid, and I remember hating it, and I wanted to love it so much. I think it's because I like the movie and stuff. I was like, you know, Jessica Rabbit, blah blah blah. You know, I may have hit puberty at that point. I don't know, but it, it, you were, it was you just were three. I was three. Yeah, man. But that's what Jessica Rabbit happen. does. Yeah, and it happened really fast. The floodgates opened. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. No, uh, I really I can't weigh in on it because 
I remember hating it as a kid, so I, w- I just won't play it now. I'm like, no, I can't do it. I, I think I'm, I'm kind of in between where Sick Jake is at and where Werewolf is at. Because I do have a bit of nostalgia for it. That's the reason that I bought it. Because I remember playing it in my aunt and uncle's basement. They had a couple of games, uh, and that was one of them. Along with, like, RoboCop and Super Mario 2 or whatever. So I have the nostalgia for it. But, it, you know, to, <laughs> to keep the human comparison here, I think this is a game... That have you ever met a person that might be attractive, but their personality is such crap that they become unattractive because of it? I think that's this game. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even if it was kind of pretty at some point, it is it is off-putting enough because of its personality that I don't I don't even care to look at it. So it is a Kardashian, uh, right? But then to go, <laughs> then to go, you know, and to give Werewolf some credit. Speaking of the game Genie. Uh, I find the game genie to be more appealing than Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I would rather play the game genie. <laughs> I would plug that blank, in and play that blank, for 30 blank, minutes. Blank, blank, blank. <laughs> that was a wildly <laughs> accurate sound effect. Blank, 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 blank. <laughs> you guys got me dying. Okay, uh, Paul, uh, give me give me your choice for the NES. What's your what's your beautiful but shit game? I I had trouble trying to define like trying to find a beautiful game that wasn't amazing for like NES era because you know they they were in their groove they knew what they were doing but i remember one game that i thought at the time looked amazing and i, I looking it up since i had I, I can't it it pretty much is on par with what i remember but it's not as good looking as i remember but uh the game itself i thought was terrible was double dragon 3 the rosetta stone yes. on NES and i loved like you start off and you start off in a dojo. I was like, "Yeah, this is this is already cool because you know you're training. You're you're already a, you're already one of the double dragons kind of deal." And then after that, I was like, the, "You know, the most the most useful character I remember in the game was the guy that looked the dumbest or whatever it was to me. Like it was like the fat dude with the claw." <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just I just remember the game. I hated it. I sucked at it, and. This is from the guy that, you know, played Double Dragon 2 and enjoyed it. So, you know, I, I just found it was really, really hard, and it didn't feel like the other games. Like, it was just jank before I knew what jank was. And I hate I hate talking smack about older games because, you know, obviously 30 years plus of experience playing newer games where, you know, people polish their skills. But this one just, I didn't want to go back to it. And I do, but I don't. Like, I... Maybe I should get a Game Genie and go play it because, uh, yeah, I, I, maybe I should just redeem myself that much and at least say I, I went through it. Never beat it because if I'm, I'm using a Game Genie, see, that's how, you say, that's how you say it. So I guess here's my question. Is, uh, is Double Dragon 3 the one where you walk around and beat up people? Yes, yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly. Wanted to make sure I, I Not to be confused first. with uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> right. Because that's the one where you're like beating people up with vegetables. Yeah, so. with, with vegetables. Vegetables. That's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Werewolf, what do you think about <laughs> the third Double Dragon? I honestly can't speak too much on it. I never played it. I've seen some of the game in action, but not even the NES version, the Genesis version. However, I can say what I watched of the Genesis version. It looked absolutely terrible. And in I mean, if the 16-bit <laughs> version looked that bad, 
like in gameplay i i can't like again i can't speak to the graphics because i've not even seen the nes version in action but 16-bit version of the game the gameplay looked absolutely awful i can't imagine it was much better on the nes <laughs> yeah sure 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 okay and then uh jake thoughts on double dragon 3 uh, yeah so graphic wise it you're right it, it looks great i think the backgrounds are detailed enough the colors there multiple characters i'm always a fan of when a fighting game or beat-em-up has multiple selectable characters i think that's that's fantastic it's great it just sucks like you said that really only the one is the one you want to use the other ones are just next to useless especially the main character is just next to garbage um gameplay wise it's unfairly difficult like this is not even any as hard this is just unfairly difficult and if you're not using the claw guy the game is next impossible for me to beat anyway. I've never gotten all the way through it. It's a hard-ass game, but it looks good. <laughs> Thank like, you. the environments are good. The sprites are great. I think it's it looks fantastic. I think even the music was good, but the gameplay is just terrible. Yeah. Yeah, looking up some images on Google, it looks really neat. Like, that's some impressive artwork for the NES. See, I, I think the thing with, like, this is kind of another category with uh, beautiful but, but crap, where... Maybe the fault of this game is that there are other games that did it better. Like, the, you know, it, it's a category that's kind of beat em up, you know, game. Uh, not only do you have the previous iterations of Double Dragon, but you've, ga- you've got games like River City Ransom and, and, and other games who just did it better. So even though this may have the graphics for it, uh, the gameplay and, and things like that for these other games are just better that it makes that one look like, we're just stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was going to say it, but he's not Jake. Uh, warm trash. <laughs> it's the warm garbage of a uh, of hot garbage. Yeah. Okay. Trash. Um. <laughs> we'll, we'll go over to you, werewolf. What do you think for the NES? What do you got for me? Uh, I don't have one for the NES. I have one for the Master System because I'm again trying to be different like that. I love it. Look, but love uh, it. for me, it's Black Belt, which. Actually, um, just for the sake of getting a, the point across of what the game is like, it's it's basically wandering around, beat up, beat him up. You play as a martial artist who's trying to get his girlfriend back or something like that. It began life. It was a licensed game based on Fist of the North Star in Japan. When it came to the U.S., they didn't have the license anymore, so they changed it into a generic martial arts game. But the gameplay was still the same. The game itself was actually like there were like three or four parallax layers in this game for an 8-bit game. That's pretty incredible. And there was a fair amount of detail on everything. The colors were vivid, well chosen. Um, When you got to boss fights, the sprites were absolutely massive. It all of a sudden played like a one-on-one fighting game, but you couldn't play two-player like that. It was just one player. And I mean, we're talking the sprites got like four or five times taller than they were on the general level. And it was, it had some cool ideas, but the gameplay, it just, the gameplay loop is weak. It, it gets old really fast. And the bosses you, for every single boss fight, you have to find a new way to cheese the boss's AI. Trying to do it legitimately will get you a failure every time. (laughs) I'm watching the one boss fight where the guy is just low kicking the boss to win, and you're right. <laughs> is that the dude in the pink? <laughs> it's like the graffiti the, stage. The, the dude in the green? Yeah, that's the first level. Yeah, yeah that guy. It's 
that it every single boss fight in that game has a different cheese mechanic you have to make use of in order to beat it. And other, otherwise, like the game is so pretty, the music is on point. I, I <laughs> presentation, I love the game. Gameplay, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think you made a good point, especially considering it was Sega about the the color choices. I think that has always been one of that company's biggest uh, assets, or, or you know, biggest strengths is is the choice of of, of color. And presentation, so that that's not too shocking. I don't know the game at all, so I'm not going to weigh uh, in on it. Jake Pulse, do you guys know that one? Yeah, I can talk on this one. Okay, let's hear about it. Uh, so, I mean, I like Wolf said that the the sprites themselves change when you go to boss rooms, which I think is really interesting. Right, that you're going from your typical side scrolling beat 'em up with you know your smaller sprites and multiple characters on screen to having larger sprites for the boss battles. And there's a lot of frames of animation in the fights. I'm watching the video now. And the hero is doing like a, a thousand arm punch type thing. And it's pretty detailed. Um, there's definitely some good backgrounds. The parallax is definitely on point. It's something I haven't seen on Master System, actually. Like, I love the Master System. But when it comes to graphic quality, it's sometimes it's subpar, depending. Um, like, I'm always ragging on the Sonic games because of it. But this game looks like it's taking advantage of the hardware for the graphics. Even more impressive, like... It, this is a game from 86. Oh, wow. So mid-80s, yeah. So, and, uh, it, it looks great, but I'm watching those boss battles, and I'm just, when you mentioned that you have to be a cheese tactic to win, yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> Every single boss fight, the guy who's playing this right now, he's just cheesing it. <laughs> it's really bad. Well, and some of that, I think, is just um, technical limitations. <laughs> <laughs> I, made it, I made it 30 minutes. <laughs> And there it is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. You got waylaid somewhere along the way. <laughs> I got waylaid. Yeah. All right. So what's yours? Yeah, I've kind of got a, a tie for two. For the sake of time, I'll just mention them, very briefly talk about them. If you guys want to say something that's great, and then I will transition us into the 16-bit era. Uh, one, one is a title a lot of people will uh, know, and so a lot of people may not agree with me here. Uh, the other one is a little bit more obscure, but Batman Return of the Joker. So to look at it, it it actually it kind of looks like it's already a Super Nintendo or a Genesis game. The the colors are bright and beautiful, well shaded, well chosen. The animations are good and solid um, compared to the other Batman the video game or Batman the movie the video game. This one the characters are much bigger, much faster. They they added a bunch of new mechanics and different weapons that Batman can pick up. So by all means, aesthetically it is it is captivating. But I, there's just so much to it that that just sucks, uh, from the movement of the characters to um, the plot that I never really picked up on. But you know, it's it's a Batman game. Does it really need to be that much plot? But really, I think I just hate it because they gave Batman a gun. Yeah, that was always a weird design choice, giving him a gun in that game. It always made me wonder: Did they have problems with the license in Japan, and it was meant to be a different license over there, and then they changed it to Batman for North America? Yeah, maybe. I I don't know, but. Um, and before I get hate mail about this, yes, Batman did have like a rocket gun in uh, in the first one, but you didn't have to use it. You could punch and you had two other weapons. <laughs> this one, he just has this gun with various pickups that change what the gun does. And so it, it's kind of necessary to use. So that was my biggest issue with the Batman plot points. Other than that, beautiful game, but I did not like the way it handled, didn't like the way it moved. There's just a lot to it uh, for me to not like. Uh, Paul uh, Werewolf, you guys have any thoughts on Return of the Joker? 
this is another game I'm unfamiliar with, but looking at the the game on YouTube, I'm seeing some uh like the animation quality is spot on. Mm-hmm. This is wild. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It almost looks 16-bit. I'm also wondering if it's uh the sprites are too big for the gameplay to be really good. That tends to be an issue a lot of times, especially with older games. Yeah, the the camera angle is so zoomed in. Even look at Mega like just example here, Mega Man 1 through 6 versus Mega Man 7. Mega Man 7, the gameplay sucked compared to the other 6. And I have a theory that it's it has to do with just how big the sprites were. It limited the actual gameplay space for gameplay to be truly interesting. I would 100% agree with everything you just said. Paul, how about you? I, I never played this one, actually. I was, when you said that, I was thinking, you know, the original like Batman one for NES, which I don't know, I thought it was a great game. <laughs> so, but uh, when you realize, when I realize you're talking about something else, I'm like, oh crap. But no, I, I now I want to play this just because it's Batman related. I don't care how good or bad it is. I'm a fan, so I got to try it. So. Yeah, no, of course. And it's actually, it's kind of a rare, well, not super rare, but you know, it's like a good 35 to $45 cartridge if you go out and try to find it. Um, so there's a little bit of a, a rarity to it, but it's it's cool to have, but I, I just I have no desire to pick it up and play it again. Um, so my honorable mention here, and I'll just speak about this briefly. If you guys want, you can pipe up about it. Uh, Moon Crystal. It's a game that I wanted to like. I've played it a number of times, you know, on the Twitch channel. But in the end, it is over uh, animated to the point of that looks cool, but it doesn't handle well. It's got these cool looking kind of like Ninja Gaiden anime infused cutscenes. But the plot is not there. The gameplay, the platforming, it's all trash. I hate to say it. It's just, it's hot garbage. I'm going to come out. I'm going to lean into it. I want to like this game, but there's just not enough there to actually give it a good feeling. Um, It's kind of animated like Prince of Persia. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought you you did like this game. Yeah. It seemed like you were enjoying it. I I enjoyed it. I thought, well, okay. I got salty at the challenge the first time, and then when I beat it, I felt good, and that was kind of the high point for me. I even did it for, um, <laughs> uh, you know, retro block party, so I did it for a couple hours there and, and played through it, and it was during that playthrough that I thought, okay, I'm going to just tell people I like it, but deep down, I think I have to admit this is <laughs> this is a bit of a turd. <clears throat> a bit of a turd. <laughs> so there's that. Okay, so if you guys are okay with it, we're going to move into uh, 16-bit era. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. let's do this. I'll start us off. Um I, not controversial, just kind of a, a weird pick. For me, Super Tecmo Bowl or Tecmo Super Bowl, the, the Super Nintendo version of Tecmo Bowl. And this kind of goes back to, um, they made it because it's the same game, but for a new system. They they added a few things, but nothing really relevant. So honestly, I just liked everything about the previous versions better than this one. And while, yes, uh, graphically, because of the new technology, it does look better than the predecessors, I just would rather play the old ones. Sports games can be like that, really. You can find any sport game that looks great but doesn't play as well as the others. And to me, the reason this one stood out is because the ones it's not as good as are the classics. Sports ball. (laughs) Right, yeah. I don't know if anybody's (laughs) going to have overly strong opinions on this one. This is a game I didn't even know existed until like two years ago. So, <laughs> look, I played the Nintendo one, and the Nintendo one was definitely great. And 
but I think after the Tecmo Bowl and Ness, I didn't play an NFL game, I think, until the Genesis. Like, there was that real big void of lack of games that were good for football. But the, And even with that, the Genesis had so many better and very odd sports games. Um, yeah. You know, like Mutant League Football <laughs> and stuff I like that. I love that, that one. was kind of odd. Yes, that was a great title. So, yeah, if you're familiar with the, the Tecmo Bowl games from the NES, just stick with those because there's nothing really new enough or beautiful enough to make this one redeemable over the predecessors. So, um, yeah, Paul, what do you got for the 16-bit? I've got one. I'm going to stand by this one because I think it is a beautiful game. I think it is amazing, like, graphics. Music is great. And it plays like ass. And I'm going to go with Castlevania Symphony. Wait, no, I'm trying to make a joke already. <laughs> Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. I'm, going, I'm sticking with this one. It looks... Badass. The sprites are so cool, man. You're running around playing this pimple and you're just like huge. <laughs> it's so much fun. And then you realize this is a Battletoads game. And it's. I think people complain about how hard the original is. And I think this one is worse. Not for difficulty, but just for jank. It feels like. I don't know. I just. I wanted to beat Battletoads on NES because, you know, it's fun. It's awesome. This one I wanted to see through just because it looks cool. Like, the graphics are... I just love the sprites. Like, I couldn't get enough of them. And the music was fun because it was just updated sound chip, you know, so they had some nice stuff. And, of course, the pause music was awesome. Not as good as the original, of course, but it just... Oh, it it made me angry to play. <laughs> I mean, game, game rage is common when I was a kid, you know, but this one, I don't want to go back to it. Like, if I do, I'm going to have to go Game Genie. So. It's kind of like <laughs> Obi-Wan fighting Anakin, right? Like, you were the chosen one, like that level of anger because it's beautiful and it's a series that you love and it's supposed to have all of this stuff. And then it's a potato and you're just like, you know, Thank you. damn it. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited. Now I'm this, so hurt. Yeah. Like, I, I want to go through just to experience the art and the music. That's That's it because that's the only thing I liked about it. But, I mean, looking at it now, going back, that's kind of what I like about... <laughs> battle toads as well so but either way no this is this is my choice and i'm sticking no, by it it's just, it's and i'm solid. sorry if anybody disagree dis dis disagrees but yeah Did, that's uh the original battle toads was i mean one of the big gameplay things was the, the vehicle levels there's a good variety of different things to ride does the snes game have yeah. that as well or no yeah, like they have a speed bike level, the same thing as like turbo tunnel and then they have some other ones too and it's weird. <laughs> like you're riding like these little almost disc like platforms and stuff oh, okay. when you're it, it's it's pretty much the same um it's like this the updated version of Battletoads is the best way to put it like if they tried to remake it for Super Nintendo cuz I mean that's what a lot of Super Nintendo games seemed like they were doing. It's like, "Hey, let's just one up the original game," you know? So Super Ghouls and Ghosts and stuff like that, you know, they were just they and Super Castlevania 4, you know, these ones were essentially remakes of the same games. And Battletoads and Battle Maniacs has had a different story and stuff, but it definitely was not something standalone. You'd be like, if you played the original, you can play this one. It it's it feels the same. I, w I will give them that, but at the same time, like they could have updated a lot of the stuff that made it a problem to me as a kid. So it was it was Anchorman too, the same jokes, yeah. <laughs> trying to do a few new jokes, but the new jokes just aren't as good. You want them to be the classic, 
but you don't want them to be a carbon copy. So it's it's doomed to fail no matter what. Right. Exactly. Jake, or sorry, uh, Wolf, what do you think? Uh, another game I never played, but that's partly because uh, I had some friends who wanted to play it, and I was never into the original Battletoads, so I always was like, eh, you guys can go play that. I'll do something else. <laughs> I'll go play Earthworm Jim. <laughs> That's a fine video game product. <laughs> Don't appreciate your shade. Right <laughs> no, no shade intended. Like, I'll just go play some Mega Man X or something, because no, no Battletoads for me. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's one of the series I just didn't get into as a kid. Apparently, I avoided the shit games, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake, do you have anything to add on that one? I just, again, I'd never played either. What kind of threw me was the, the sprite and animation looked great. But like we mentioned with Batman, I, there is definitely a connection between large sprites and not enough room to do things on the screen. And it kind of affects gameplay. And I think this Battle Maniacs was kind of like, had all the hallmark signs of a bad game based on the sprite size. It's, that's why I kind of got turned off as a kid from that game. So I never did play it. I think I played the arcade version once or twice, but... I mean, that's, arcade games are usually trash for your quarters. <laughs> By design, we're going to take your money. Well, that's the thing. They are. They're designed to be bad. They're, they're designed for you to fail, so they get your money. Except for Rygar. Rygar, that's a gem. We all love Rygar. We all love Rygar, yeah. Uh, okay, well, Jake, since, since we're on you, what is your uh, pick for the, the 16-bit? Okay, so this is a game, right? It's, it's one of my favorite games as a child, <laughs> and it was Donkey Kong. I love this shit out of that game. Even though it was ugly in the Atari, I loved it anyway. I've always loved Donkey Kong. I never had a SNES till late in life. But when I finally got a chance to play the SNES, there's this game, Donkey Kong Country. Everybody raves about it. Everybody says it's like their favorite top 10 game on the SNES. Donkey Kong Country. And the graphic style, I give them credit, it's this pre-rendered 3D style, very unique for its time. They definitely tried breaking away from the typical 2D mold with their sprite work. The levels are pretty varied. Multiple worlds, unique bosses. You have two characters on the screen, Diddy and Donkey Kong. Graphic-wise, it's a pretty decent-looking game. I hate this fucking game. I hate this game so much. Just, I, ooh, minecarts. If you've played Donkey Kong Country, the first minecart level... Like, the game up to that point is like, oh, this is okay, a little challenging, but one hit, I die. Okay, f*** you, Diddy, you're useless, but okay, I can play you. But that minecart level, which requires us precision jumping, and it only gets worse from there. There's one level where you have to jump from these flaming barrels to flaming barrels and then off of tires. It's just a trash bag of a game. It is so terrible. I don't understand why anybody f***ing loves Donkey Kong Country. It is revered. For our generation, they love this game, but it is a bad, bad game. Just terrible. <laughs> terrible. The music's good, though. I like the music. But anyway. <laughs> that game. All right. All right. So let me follow that up with, I completely agree. <laughs> I also do not like Donkey Kong Country. At the risk of saying goodbye to some of our fans, I'm sorry. If you like this game, that's great for you, but I can't stand it. Oh, it's, and it's not even because of the minecarts. I actually thought the minecarts were one of the redeeming qualities in this game. It's everything else I can't stand. The, what the, are you? 
the I feel like the gener the the platforming in general is dull, slow paced, boring, sometimes luck of the draw when it comes to you know, it, the it, I think I remember there being yeah, the the barrels blind faith jumps and shots out of these barrels. There's a lot of horse going on in this game and everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh, but my childhood." No, it's bad. <laughs> and okay, don't like I played this game when it came out. My brother was like, "I want to rent this." And so he rented it and we spent a weekend playing it. I 100% presented that game that weekend. And afterward, I was like, I am done with Donkey Kong Country. This was some bullshit. I never even bothered with two or three. Wow. <laughs> See, okay, I, I don't care for the sequels as much. I have a special place in my heart for the first one. But, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this a pickle game. People typically have very strong opinions, either pro or con pickle. There's not a lot of people who are like, ah, pickles, take them or leave them. They're either like, yes, pickles, or no, get the <laughs> pickle away from me. <laughs> So I think this is kind of that. And as I'm like, I'm having flashbacks to hear werewolf say dull, boring, stupid horse. And I'm remembering (laughs) the last time I've heard those words in that order was my parent teacher conferences when I was in second grade. (laughs) (laughs) And I went to Catholic school. Sister Rosemary did not need to say that about me, but we persevered. (laughs) Dull, boring, stupid horse trash bag of a game. (laughs) <laughs> wow, I liked it. I, I gotta be honest, I still do. Uh, the water levels are tough, but fair. And the mine carts I find to be not that difficult. So, Paul, what do you think? Man, it's a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pickle. <laughs> I, no, I, I, lo- I love... Pi- Dude, I'm gonna be... I'll be the first to admit it. I love pickles. Especially lately, I've been really, like, craving them. I'm, maybe I'm pregnant. But f*** that game. <laughs> no, I, I really... I, I, Jake said it, and I know... I knew immediately he's going to go off on this because I've seen him play it. And he's just, no, no, no. But I, I don't like it. Like, the graphics are awesome. I love it. The music is amazing. But it's like, as soon as you get past, like, the first 10 or 12 levels, all of a sudden it's like the difficulty ramps up and they just say, let's see how much we can f*** with the gamer. And, <laughs> and it just made me so angry. I, like, I want to enjoy it. It starts out smooth and it's fun. It's relaxing. Not so much easy. It's just satisfying. And then it's just, no, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, okay. So I play. I played like the three ones on SNES, and I was like, okay, cool. And never beat any of them, and I never plan to because I, yeah, minecarts. That's one of those games that they just kept making sequels, and I didn't understand. And then they were like, yeah, let's put it on Game Boy too. I was like, oh, good. Now it's an ugly version of this game. <laughs> That's the thing. No, it's it's ugly. It's a pickle, though. It's. It's super salty and juicy, and it spits you in the eye. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Okay. Well, uh, Wolf. But again, I mean, for those who love this game, I, I can't blame them. It's just, yeah, I love some just... really garbage games okay. and movies myself, so I completely. Get it. Oh, hold on, though. That is that is the that is the equivalent of saying like. Bless their little heart. You know, it's backhanded as f**k. Like, so if you like this piece of sh**, I can understand why. Dot, 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 you have bad taste. It's like, yeah. 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 Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say they're right to think it's good. I just said they're okay to like it, even though I think it sucks. Uh, Jake, you were going to add something there. Yeah, just not to waylay the podcast there, but so there was these thing called the Blockbuster Video Game Championships. Mm -hmm. I think they only did the one. 
and you pick a system. You either played games for the SNES or the, the Genesis, and you have to go to the store with a time slot, and you play, and you compete for points like that, yada, yada. So all the, the Super Nintendo kids got to play Donkey Kong Country. All the Genesis kids, like me, got to play Judge Dredd. Have you heard of Judge Dredd? No, because it's like a shitty game. So I was jealous at the time. Like, oh, look at those kids. They get to play the, the Donkey Kong Country. Oh, that must be it. Look at that. It looks amazing. They must be having a really great fun. I was jealous of the SNES players back then. <laughs> if I only knew how bad that game was, I would have embraced Judge Dredd as a badge of f***ing honor instead of trashing on it. My chest hurts. Stop it. <laughs> I, I will give Nintendo points for this, though. They they put that game out, and it was a system seller. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's what they yeah. needed to gain foothold against the Genesis when the Genesis was dominating. So points for that. They, they did something right, because apparently the game got, what, like two sequels and three remakes on the Game Boy or something? Alternate sequels? I don't know what you'd call them, but... Well, and the later reboots that came out on the the Wii U and uh, the Switch are actually very solid, hard as f***, but solid platforming games. And you can tell they have links to Donkey Kong Country. But that, that I've been original... i to play those. Yeah, Tropical Freeze is a great game. Isn't that also a drink at Taco Bell? If it's not, it should be. Isn't that Baja Blast? Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, so let's all go play Donkey Kong Baja Blast. Brought to you by Taco Bell. <laughs> Wolf, what is your 16-bit uh, pick for us? Well, it it wasn't my pick, but when I said it earlier, I feel like I just have to mention it real quick again. Mega Man 7 is one of these. Very pretty game. It's really not very good. But uh, my actual pick is ActRaiser 2. Yeah. Yep. The game itself, like they, I don't know what they were thinking. With ActRaiser, it was like a very specific kind of gameplay. And somehow it worked, where it melded a kind of a a low intensity city builder with a platforming arcade style game. For whatever reason, the bite sizes these came in, it really worked well. The music was good. The gameplay loop was a lot of fun. And even though, as far as the the Sim City part of it went. It was, it kind of just handed you things unless you were just really brain dead. Apparently I was really brain dead because I sucked at that game. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it basically, when you were playing the city builder, just how quickly you progressed to the next section was just how, how accurately you predicted what was going to happen next and went to address that. But it didn't really punish the player too much to where you'd lose a lot when it would start gaining ground on you. You didn't lose a whole lot of traction or I can't think of the word at the moment, but you didn't get sent back very far when you were losing. But ActRaiser 2 came along and they were like, ActRaiser 1 was pretty well received. Let's make a second one that cuts out what half of the gameplay loop is and make it entirely about the platforming part without any more of the RPG elements that made the first game interesting. <laughs> and I actually played the second one through its entirety, and it was just, I don't understand why they cut that out. It it was absolutely beautiful. The settings, the, the locations, the artwork, all of it. The music was still on point, but I can't remember any of the music because I played through it once, and I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm never playing it again because 
the focus on just the platformer made the game weaker, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know this game at all. So I'm going to defer to your opinion and say I could not agree more. Uh, Jake, <laughs> Paul, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, the first game was celebrate for its uniqueness, I guess, right? I liked the game. The platforming, though, was never a strong point. It was always the God Sim parts that were appealing to me. And just the fact that you had both together was kind of very unique. There's nothing like quite like ActRaiser 1. So how Nintendo or that developer takes the original... It was Enix. Uh, Quintet Enix? Enix, I believe. Okay. So how they look at the success of the first one and they yank out the God Sim parts and make it a generic platformer. I don't, I don't get the business move behind that at all. The graphics are definitely improved over the first one. I think it looks... You're right. It looks very nice. But yeah, the gameplay is terrible. I got a couple levels into it, but the gameplay was just boring i just didn't like it It it's bland yeah and the god sim is really what made the first game because based on advancement in the god sim segments your character became more and more powerful in the side-scrolling action segments so that's where the reward came in in the gameplay loop you you did the city building and then in the platforming sections you had more health you were stronger you got new abilities things like that yeah, I what I liked about it event, uh, initially was it was all platformer. You know, I played the first one and I had no patience for the sim because I just, you know, I was a kid who just wanted to play platformers and I wanted to be like that angel-looking dude that has a sword. You know, that's that's an awesome premise for a kid that's like, you know, 11, 12 years old. I thought it was I was like, yeah, man, back back then I was like this is what I want, but just because I didn't like the first one doesn't mean that the second one was better because it didn't have the God same thing. That's what I hate about the first one. They got rid of it. And the second one I played it and I still didn't like it because the platforming, although it looked cool, looked really awesome. And I, you know, I like the sprites a lot. I really didn't care. I, it was just like Jake said, you get a couple levels in and it was pretty boring and I didn't want to go back to the God sim part anyways, but still I just, yeah, I, I'm with Jake. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So that's that's what we got for 16-bit. Uh, do you guys have some 32-bit picks for me? Werewolf, we could start with you if you'd like. Uh, mine is 64-bit, but uh, Kirby 64. <laughs> oh, I just can't with that game. So it looks really pretty. You watch, you see like a demo of it somewhere or something. You're like, okay, this is cool. But... By the time you reach the end of the first level, you've kind of experienced everything the game has to offer. The game is really, really slow, and I'm used to Kirby games being fast. There, you know, it's it's this cute, cuddly little thing, but it's still quick gameplay. You got to be quick on your reactions, move quick, smack things, shoot things, jump out of the way, whatever it is you got to do. It's it's all pretty fast gameplay, even if it is somewhat simplistic. In Kirby 64, they like drop the speed of the gameplay down to 25% of what Kirby usually was, and that's the fastest it gets. I think I played three worlds of it, and I was so bored. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, I just, I never went back. And that was a game I was just disappointed that I even purchased. Yeah, I'm kind of that way with most with most Kirby games. I got to admit, my favorite Kirby game is uh, Smash Brothers. <laughs> <Yeah>. Agreed. 
Yeah, tell me about it, 6 eight. Keep going. It sounded like I interrupted you. No, nah, it's okay. I'm married. I'm just watching a video. <laughs> is Kirby throwing a dildo around? Is that his power in this? <laughs> no? All right. Let me look up some video because yeah. I don't remember this. Like, I'm just wondering, is there other power-ups? Because uh, Nintendo Kirby is is probably most famous for the various power-ups and how that affects the way Kirby looks, right? Yeah, I don't remember seeing a lot of power-up variation in this game either. Yeah. I have a parental lock on my computer. Could you just send me the, the GIF? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's whipping around a banana dildo. That's bizarre. Nintendo, what the hell, man? And also, what enemy <laughs> did he get that from? It's like Fight Club. We don't talk about it. The oh, donut. Sure. <laughs> the donut, of course. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah. You're right, though. It does look... I mean, for a Nintendo 64 game, I, I rag on 64 a lot for some of the graphic ability, but they're really pushing or pushing the limits of what they can do with this one. I, I, I don't really know the Nintendo 64 as a, as a platform-heavy game uh, system, especially for 2D platformers. There's a few, though. Uh, this looks nice, but you're right. You're not kidding. When, when you said it was slow, it is definitely slow-looking. It's like if you miss the timing on anything in this game, it's it's all your fault. The game gave you plenty of warning for anything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like I mean, there's a, a thing with all modern Kirby games where a lot of people just consider them to be a little bit too easy, more aimed at kids. Uh, you know, Kirby, notable for being the most difficult franchise in Nintendo, according to me. But uh, you can see from this game, they definitely started lowering the difficulty. It, lo it looks easier. It just looks really slow down and sluggish. You're lucky we already made fun of you for this before, so you get a pass. <laughs> That's not going to stop me here. Because uh, two, <laughs> two things I hear people say all the time is, man, Kirby... Uh, no, sorry, I already messed up that joke. Uh, so that's not going to stop me here. <laughs> what, I, <laughs> what I hear people say often is, yeah, Ghouls and Ghosts was hard, but you know what? <laughs> Kirby. That was tough. <laughs> I'm telling you, that one boss, I'm but anyway. You. I love all your opinions, Jake. I gotta admit. I played Canvas Curse, and that game was legit hard. It was pretty fast-paced. It was a lot of fun. And that came after Kirby 64. Like, I don't understand what they were doing with 64. They had excellent Kirby games before it. They've had excellent Kirby games since. They just dropped the ball on the gameplay in that one for some reason. And as 64 games go, it actually looks pretty good. There's a lot of detail in the backgrounds and everything. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Paul, what do you got for us? I kind of screwed it up last time. <laughs> so I've, <laughs> I've got to do, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try to redeem myself kind of because last time, last week or well, you know, last episode, we, we talked about games that looked terrible, but were great for some reason. I started talking about <laughs> Doom 64, which I thought looked pretty good, but played like ass. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe I was drunk. Maybe I was. I don't know. I had one. We already talked about that. So I'm going to flip it over just for spite and, and to say what I was supposed to say last time. Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> looked like ass. Great game. <laughs> I just wanted to, I'd throw in everyone for a loop, make sure you're paying attention. So now we're talking about something that's good, just looks ugly. So, yeah. <laughs> do you, do but, you uh, understand that right now but there's it's a, a simple whole group of people who uh, love Doom 64 that are like yelling at the podcast right now, like, no, don't take back everything. You were our new hero. I'm going to take all those four people on in the world in a fight. <laughs> you were the chosen one. 
<laughs> I mean, Jake and I have already made all the enemies with Donkey Kong Country, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They've already tuned off the episode already. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. I just wanted to go over that one. It, I think it's pretty straightforward. And I, I only played a demo of uh, Parappa the Rapper, so I, I can't even weigh in on it much. I just remember the commercials being amazing and the game was fun. It's simple. Yeah, it was not pretty. Like even even for something as simple as that, you know. <laughs> but that that actually could be a very interesting episode idea in the future. Is uh, video game commercials or advertisements that really stood out to us over the years? That could be fun. Yep, Jet Moto. <laughs> okay, sorry. Before yeah, before I get way late into this other stuff. Any, any do you guys have comments on Doom sixty four or uh, Parappa the Rapper? I mean, I love Prepper the Rapper. Like, I mean, I did, I did a spoken word poetry of the first song before in stream. That's how much I like Prepper the Rapper. <laughs> what? I never got to play it that much outside of that demo that came with the uh, the PlayStation One at some point. I wasn't allowed to be exposed to hip hop. <laughs> that's why you wear. That's why you wear a Wu Tang shirt as an adult. Well, I mean, I eventually started making my own decisions. <laughs> What's that like? Well, I gave it up pretty quick because I got married, but. <laughs> Mom, Mom, stop it! I'm recording. Right. Yeah, oh, that's so accurate. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this game out here for the 64, and this is going to upset some people. But I am saying this because it's how I feel, and I'm excited to hear the conversation it will start in our uh, Discord for the channel. But um, Majora's Mask, Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. This is kind of similar. Oh, so you mean Star Tropics Three? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so here's my here's my take on this. It's kind of like what I was saying with Tecmo Super Bowl, where it's the exact same as the thing before, just not quite as good. It's the exact same layout and all that stuff as Ocarina, but Ocarina fired on all cylinders, whereas this was just an, another less important and less interesting story, and one that. Turns out doesn't matter at all because of the time travel aspect. Long story short, I haven't really played it. I've tried to watch other people play it. I have a cousin <laughs> who loves this game. And we we used to, you know, room together. We used to share an apartment. And he had the most uncomfortable couch. But I would continuously take naps on this couch trying to watch him play Majora's Mask. And he's a very capable game player. But there's something about Majora's Mask that was very dull to me. And every bit of it that I've seen was just like, why is this not Ocarina? Can we just play Ocarina? And so Majora's Mask for me, yeah, it looks great, just like Ocarina. But I can't think of any other reason to play it other than I want to play something that looks like Ocarina but is not Ocarina. So I have some friends who love this game. Sure, it's very well loved. And I didn't buy into that like i i really enjoyed the first zelda but after the first time playing it i played it a second time like zelda 64 is what i mean here i played it a second time still really enjoyed it and i was kind of done with it i was like all right i had my fill that was a lot of fun and then majora's mask came out and everybody was like yeah majora's mask and i was like yeah, all right i'll play something else i'm i'm on playstation rpgs at this point and then i watched some friends play it at their place and i was like this just what the hell is happening i didn't understand so i borrowed it because they were like oh you have to play it you have to play it this is after they'd already beaten it so they lent it to me and i tried sitting down and playing it for about two three hours 
And in that two or three hours, I got absolutely not a single thing done. I could not tell where I was supposed to go, what I was supposed to do. Even with the information I was being given, I was like, what is happening in this game? Sorry, this I is... spaced out for a second. Are you talking about World of Warcraft all of a sudden? <laughs> no? Okay, keep going. No, because at least World of Warcraft was like, do this, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when you had quest helper, God. And then I was just, I couldn't. I couldn't keep playing it. I was like, here, you can have this back. I'm done with this. I'm never going to play this. Years later, I think I picked it up on the, the Wii or Wii U virtual console, and I tried it again for another hour, hour and a half. I was just as lost that time. Yeah, same. And we're talking like 20 years of separation. I'm a lot more patient with games when it comes to trying to figure them out now than I was back then as a teenager. And... But I'm also a lot less patient with games that uh, are stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't give it as much time. I just, I didn't get it. And then I was watching Jake stream it a while back, like early this year, sometime late last year. I don't remember. And this was about, it was late last year, early this year, because I had just finished Star Tropics. And Star Tropics has this tendency to just troll the player over and over and over and i was watching jake play <laughs> play majora's mask and i was like this game is just trolling you left and right this is just star tropics 3 they just put it in zelda skin that's it <laughs> anyway that's my take on it it's it's, it's hot garbage <laughs> No, you're not wrong. It is. So so I was trying to do like a, a a top 50 game challenge when I first started streaming. I took the top 10 of every system that were like highest selling and shit like that. And Majora's Mass is up there. It was a, it sold a bunch of systems. People love that game. I want to say it had um, a graphics expanding pack bundled with it. I think that was the game that had that or took advantage of it. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think I bought it. Remember that. Yeah. So, and there's only like two games on this, the N64 that took advantage of that. It was Donkey Kong 64 and, and Majora's Mask. Uh, and uh, 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 South Park made use of it too. Oh, how could I forget the <laughs> N64 classic of South Park? I bought yeah. that stupid thing for South Park. <laughs> uh, I, I pity. But no, um, it looks great. Uh, I mean, Orkery and Time looked great but majora's mask kind of upped it to the next level with the the boss designs and the various characters you could turn into weirdly dark though when you first put on that first deku mask and link screams yeah. a bit dark for a nintendo game but it looks good but yeah but yeah it, i i hate that game i i love the movie groundhog the uh, groundhog day i don't want to play the game version of it and that's what this is i don't understand why <laughs> when i kill the boss time loops and I have to go back and kill it again and you do it like several times if you don't if you don't manage your time correctly like it's a game that I said this before games that don't respect the player's time drive me nuts I love long games as long as what I'm doing there is like constructive in some way and Majora's Mask is a couple of things that drive me nuts one is the fairy system in the dungeons the fairies are dispersed in a bunch of tiny mini fairies and they're hidden throughout the dungeon that take the time to find all them is mind-numbing it's it's just not worth it and then on the other side you have the bean thing for growing um the plants you can ride which you need to do to progress in certain areas you can only carry like a bottle's worth of water to water the f beans so if you want to plant a bean and they're, they're everywhere you're constantly going back and forth to get water 
it's just it's just a time sink in the worst possible way. That game is bad. I, I, it took me forever. I mean, there is a song you can learn that will slow down the flow of time. It makes it tolerable. But when I was doing that, the game challenge, Majora's Mask is my last one I ended at because I, it, it broke me. I couldn't turn the stream on again <laughs> because I knew I had to play Majora's Mask. And there was literally thousands of games out there. I'd rather play more. Yes. I went back to R-Type over Majora's Mask. And I hate R-Type. I like it, but I also hate it. Majora's Mask is terrible. <laughs> and it sucks because I love Ocarina of Time. It's one of my favorite Zelda games. It's It still holds up today. Majora's Mask, as pretty as it is, it's such a bad game. But it's weird because you're right. People love that game. Well, and I almost wonder if it's not out of some sort of misplaced like, sense of obligation. You know, like a fanboyism. But I love everything you said, Sick Jake, because it makes me feel like this is a good choice. But also, <laughs> I, I'll say this. Everything you were saying makes me think this is a, a video game geared toward trying to prepare children for adulthood. Everything's repetitive. You, you have to do this, but you can only do it with this. But people will still expect you to, to deliver and produce. Uh, and also, if you if you shirk your responsibilities, the planet is doomed and the moon will fucking crash into it. Also, shout out to the moon in that game for giving me nightmares. Paul, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I... Uh... <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna agree with Jake and and Werewolf because I never got to play it as a kid. I remember this is probably the tail end of my N sixty four career here is what we're talking about. I had the the expansion pack. I don't remember where I got it, but I managed to get it. So I was playing PlayStation games, a lot of PlayStation RPGs at the time. And so I kinda just I was like, I'm over sixty four, PlayStation's better, you know, and uh I just started playing more RPGs than that. And N64, of course, was definitely not known for RPGs. So I, I finally got a copy of the game. I, I think I rented it or borrowed it or something. And I had the expansion pack, even though I've never played a game that needed it. <laughs> and for some reason, the 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 cable, like the RCA cables or whatever you call them, for the, hooking up to the TV screwed up and they didn't work. So I couldn't get the game running. And I spent like an hour trying to figure it out and realized it was the cables. And I was, you know, I'm not, I wasn't good at troubleshooting. I still not. And so it just made me angry. And I was like, no, I'm never going to play this again. Then I saw Jake playing it in the same stream that uh, Werewolf was talking about. And the more I saw Jake play it, the more I'm happy I didn't play it because I could not stand watching him <laughs> play it. I was getting salty watching Jake play. So, um, <laughs> Like I, the last game I actually played in the series was Ocarina Time. I say Ocarina, I don't know which is right, but anyways, I love that one, but couldn't care less about playing Majora's Mask. And when I saw Jake playing it, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't because it just it had nothing that appealed to me at all. Like I didn't, I didn't want to run around with Link with masks on. I wanted to be Link, and I wanted to be adult Link. You know, I wanted basically the entire Ocarina of Time, <laughs> but. As an adult, you didn't have to do the time travel to be a kid and stuff. It was kind of like that second uh, Metal Gear game. You play Metal Gear so that you can play a snake. <laughs> and then, like, here's 15 minutes of snake. Now you get to be this new guy that no yeah. one likes. So that's an interesting Raiden. I like that. Who the fuck is Raiden? Yeah. Yeah, why is he so whiny? God. For the guy named after, like, the god of lightning or thunder, man, he sure is a whiny bitch. And you didn't even play as Snake. You just played as Raiden under codename Snake for 15 minutes until they were like, all right, let's give you a different codename. The opening. Oh, no, the, the yeah, opening on yeah, the yeah. ship. That's right. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right, so we got Paul doing his uh, his backtrack from last week. We got Kirby 64. 
We've got um, Majora's Mask. Jake, what do you got for us? Okay, so I'm not it's trying just gonna to pick... double up on Majora's no, Mask. No, I'm not trying to pick... Yeah, Majora's Mask is definitely one I would have picked, but... No, so we, when we said for ugly but good, I mentioned Final Fantasy VII last episode, and I stand by that. On the flip side, for pretty games that are bad, Final Fantasy VIII, uh, for sure. <laughs> okay, so this is a game where later on in the PlayStation generation, Final Fantasy VIII comes out, and a lot of the gripes I have with the graphics in Final Fantasy VII were mostly fixed in VIII, right? The the models of the characters are far more detailed the enemies look great. There's a lot more textures. There's still that same variety of enemies everywhere. You're the best looking guy here. <laughs> the meme is classic. Uh, <laughs> the FMV, I mean, we know the Final Fantasy series in the modern age is all about the FMV, and 8 was especially about the FMVs. Uh, the summon spells look amazing, right? It, the graphics are great. It looks amazing. Music is okay. But the gameplay, the the whole idea of the, the summons take like Five minutes to finish. Really slows on combat. Uh, each character is unique, yes, but then everybody has to be tied to, to junctions. The junction system with the summon spells very confusing. Didn't work for me. The fact that you couldn't cast spells, you had to draw them out of draw points randomly around the map, was really tedious when you wanted to build up spells for uh, you know a new dungeon or a boss fight. The gameplay for me was just terrible, terrible. And the story, I don't. I'm not going to spoil it. But the whole orphanage thing halfway through the game, that twist was beyond ridiculous. It was beyond stupid. <laughs> and it, 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 it kills me how that Final Fantasy IV, you go to the moon, right? And how that seems great, that seems okay. But in Final Fantasy VIII, when you go to space, how come it's infinitely more f***ing stupid that you're in space <laughs> in that game? Just everything around it makes that game so terrible. It's so stupid. And then they play that Eyes on Me song. But that, that one artist, and it's so bad. Why is there a romance song in my freaking RPG? Why? Why Square? Why? <laughs> that game is, it plays so bad. Just so bad. But I, it I, looks so awesome. Squall looks really cool. He is the prettiest guy I, in the room. And he's much better protagonist than, than Cloud, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> At least this guy I, speaks. But anyway, that I, game sucks. I, I want to <laughs> say, regardless of what I think of the game right now, I appreciate your passion yeah. <laughs> for how much you hate these games. <laughs> I might Here, I was salty. feeling bad for going off on rants for the games I picked, and then Jake comes out with that, and uh, you know what? Thank you. Well, Jake, Nobody yeah. likes Final <laughs> yeah. Fantasy VIII. Don't will, worry about it. I, okay, I'll say this. I may not agree with everything you say, but I will defend to my death uh, your right to say it so I can later listen to it at half speed. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, that was honestly, speaking of memes that, that gotta die. No, no, that was yeah, that, uh, that was one of my favorite Jake rants. I gotta admit, and I think it's only a matter of time until some some famous person picks up Jake for for a, a rant show, and we miss him. So enjoy him while he's here, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's a this great thing, a though. Okay, stone. but Jake, I have to ask you now: Which would you rather play, Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy VIII? Seven by far. The gameplay in seven, I like. I love the material system from seven. It was fun. It was, it was customizable. It was great. Uh, but the magic system and junction in eight was just tedious, slow, boring. I'd rather play a fun game than that's ugly than a than a pretty game that's bad gameplay. And that I think is is the heart and soul and the meaty bits of of this two part episode. I, I love it. Before we wrap up, um, I know Werewolf said he was going to have some. Honorable mentions, uh, so I wanted him to be able to, to discuss those. One thing I do want to throw out, just to shade the hell out of it, 
is um, a decent looking game that is beyond anything else redeemable. Uh, Mario is missing against all platforms. It sucks. Uh, we've watched KBiz try to do it. <laughs> and if KBiz can't make it interesting and fun, literally nobody in the world fucking can. So, <laughs> KBiz, I love you, but he, he never beat it. And he keeps talking about coming back to the retro therapy and beating it. And I'm almost wondering if we shouldn't just give him a mulligan on that one and say pick literally any other game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so that's that's my beef with Mario is Missing. Uh, love you, KBiz. I know you're going to listen to this. I can't wait to hear what everybody says about this episode. Werewolf, let us know about your honorable mentions before we leave. Before we stray too far from Final Fantasy VIII, I do want to mention that that is a game that I actually fell asleep playing in battles. <laughs> like, not even during story because I was so into it, but I fell asleep playing it during combat segments and would wake up at a game over screen. <laughs> like, if if an RPG puts you to sleep during combat, the combat's not good. Okay, so, <laughs> honorable mentions. Mega Man X7 for the PS2. Game looked great. It was Mega Man's first foray. Well, okay, the Mega Man X series first foray into 3D, and they did amazing work with the animation, the art, character designs, all that. But they put the animation before the gameplay mechanics in this game. Now, there's a move I used to do with Zero in previous Mega Man X entries where you jump and slash so that you'd kind of just keep running. Because if you're running and you hit the slash button, he'd stop, swing his sword, and then after a moment start running again. So it slowed you down. So, you know, you tap jump, you hit the sword, you get a little arc of damage out, and then you keep doing that over and over and over and over. Similar to... uh Symphony of the Night, I used to do it in that too. It was great for keeping your momentum, keeping the gameplay fast, and actually getting multiple hits in real quick. In Mega Man X7, I tried it early on because they start you off playing as Zero, I think. I jump, hit the, hit the attack button, Zero would try to bring his sword out, and then he'd land. And then he'd just put the sword away. Like, you'd see this all animated, real pretty. No attack actually happened. <laughs> That's not to speak even on the rest of the 3D gameplay in the game that was also just terrible. That's just the 2D stuff that they broke from previous entries. My other honorable mention, Damnation for the Xbox 360 and PC. This was a steampunk-themed game, Old West-style steampunk, Really cool idea. Like, even the settings were cool. Like, just the, the theming of the game in general. You've got that you're playing as this guy. It's a the, the, the concept behind the game was vertical shooter. So it's like third person over the shoulder shooter, but with a lot more verticality than they generally tend to have. And one of the big things on this is he's precognitive. So you can like sense enemies around corners, through walls, things like that. They make this big deal about how he's able to do that. And as you get further into the game, that starts to really falter. I remember one point where before I stepped through a doorway, I was like, okay, I'm going to use this because this next room looks like it's probably going to be full of enemies. So I use the ability, no enemies in sight. I'm like, all right, cool. I go through the door. All of a sudden, 20 enemies spawn out of nowhere, and I'm instantly killed because I was not prepared for it because I used an ability that's supposed to tell you about these guys, and it didn't. So major gameplay mechanics were broken by the game design. 
game are we talking about? I was too busy trying to think of something witty. Okay. And I, I fell asleep <laughs> fighting on Final Fantasy VIII, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damnation, yeah. I mean, that's... Sometimes the game title just fits the overall playability of the game. <laughs> and I love what you were saying about Mega Man X7. That that franchise kind of fell off for me, too. So to hear somebody actually be able to articulate what's wrong with those games, as opposed to, to my idiot self, who's just like, man, I just... Yeah, uh, man, you know, I... Mm, just <laughs> <laughs> to its credit, X8 was better than X7, but all of them are better than X6. Let's put it that way. I like it. I, and I, I, I got to say, I love these kind of episodes where we have discussions about opinionated stuff as opposed to like, here's a factoid. I love those episodes also, but I love when we can all have various opinions or maybe two or three of us agree with everybody but Sick Jake. And it's, it's always fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got we got a lot of uh, agreement today with Jake, though. So. Well, yeah, it's so hard to argue with him when he's that passionate. Like I, <laughs> I love Donkey yeah. Kong Country to death, but now I'm starting to second guess it. <laughs> and that's been our episode, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Press B to Cancel. <laughs> I know. Any any final thoughts? Uh, Sick Jake, we'll start with you. Uh, I think I've said enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Pulse 109, how about yourself? Any final thoughts? Man, if if I haven't said it, I think Jake has. That's, that's a good so. point. Okay, and then Werewolf? I am pretty much in agreement with Jake on everything this episode. All his hot garbage is spot on. The hottest Even of the Even the minecarts? Well, I mean, maybe not specifically, but overall. The general idea was there, yeah. Sure, okay. And Donkey Kong Country is Donkey Kong Country, so. Donkey Punch Country? <laughs> Like the first minecart level, you spend an hour on it, all your lives, all your continues, again and again, and then after you beat it, you find out there's a fucking shortcut in the first three seconds, and you could have skipped all that pain and anguish. Why, Rare? Why? No, that's a good point. I, I probably could have tested out of middle they school. They didn't make lot, Roger but, Rabbit. But, but that's true, Roger Rabbit. Uh, okay. I'm really tempted on cutting all this out yeah. after. This is press B to cancel. See? Um, <laughs> no, I tell you what. Well, we, we didn't do this at the, the top of the episode. So let's give everybody an idea of where they can find us. Uh, let's start with you, Paul. You can find me here. This is my main thing. Uh, otherwise, I don't exist outside the podcast, and I'm just a spirit. Actually, no. I stream every now and then on Twitch, but you can usually find me in Werewolves or uh, the Retro Therapies chats, because that's where I hang out and try to be cool. Pulse 109. Okay, perfect. Wonderful. Uh, Werewolf, how about you? Uh, I can be found on Twitch and Twitter at W-A-R-E-W-U-L-F-F. Very, very cool. And uh, Sick Jake, where can we find you? Hi, I'm Sick Jake. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Sick Jake, no K and Sick. And my upcoming Netflix special, The World is a Trash Bag and We're All Hot Garbage. Available soon. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay, and yeah, I'm Guy Prime for the Retro Therapy. You can find me, obviously, here uh, on Twitch under the Retro Therapy, Twitter, Instagram, all those places as well. Um, And if anybody needs my Netflix password, just let me know so we can all watch. (laughs) Sick Jake. Uh, Okay, guys, again, thank you for your time and your opinions and your passion. Uh, Can't wait to chat with you again. Until next time, this has been Press B to Cancel. Star Topic 3. Special thanks for music go to Arthur the Ancient found on SoundCloud or The Last Ancient on YouTube. 
For more episodes, please visit our website, pressb2cancel.com. As well, feel free to like or subscribe at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you'd like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been... Press B to cancel. Thank <laughs> you.